You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Ariel Eckstutt and David Henry Sterry. Their new book is The Essential Guide to Getting Your Book Published. They'll be appearing at Pitchapalooza next Thursday, July 28th at Bookshop Santa Cruz at 7.30 p.m. Thank you for joining me, Ariel and David. It's good to be joining you. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. You know, this is a fabulous book. I'd describe this as the uh, Swiss Army knife of uh, getting your book published. <laughs> wow, Can we, we haven't use heard that. that. Well, I'd like to put that up on our website. That's great. <laughs> well, it, it seems that you really cover everything, and you cover it incisively. You give us enough information to make it palatable to us and make it clear, but not so much that we're drowning in data. And I'd like you to talk about establishing that balance, because I think you probably could have written a book 10 times as long as this, given your experience, and talk about just deciding to collaborate and write on this book. Well, we um, started collaborating uh, many years ago, over a decade ago. Ariel was my literary agent for my first book, which was a memoir. And uh, we enjoyed working together so much that we decided to get married and have a child. (laughs) <laughs> that was the book. Yes, essentially, yes. So uh, I, for a long time, had this idea um, that having a book that was all-inclusive um, in terms of publishing from the very beginning when you have an idea all the way through publication, uh, that, that we looked and there wasn't anything out there on that subject. Uh, and we wanted to make this a book that was both entertaining and educational. But as you say, it's really dancing a fine line because you don't want to, if, if I'm an author and I'm looking for information, you don't want to have somebody cracking a bunch of jokes all the time. You want to have, you know, stuff that I can go, oh, I see, I do this, this, and this, the concrete nuts and bolts information about how to get everything together. And then you also, our idea was that it should be fun to read also. And it, the book is actually a combination of our two personalities, and what you're <laughs> what you're saying is really uh, speaks to both of our strengths. And part of the good thing about working with someone is that you get to take out their weaknesses. Yeah. So you know when D- David came in, said than done. Yeah. David came into my office um, about a week after we got our deal, and he said, "I've written the book." And there were about 80 pages of really fun, funny writing and very little information. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, for me, it's like I am all about the organization of the book and how the information breaks down. So between us, we were able to create something that was more than either of us could create. Well, it's it manages to be very readable and entertaining, which is really important because yeah. if you want to impart information to us, we actually have to be willing to read it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it, that it is, but also you do have a did a great job of organizing this. And I'm wondering if this all came to you just uh, in a in perfect sequence, A through Z, um, one through ten, just laid it right out, came out perfect the first time. Not in any way, and. Uh, it, it, you know, we, we started with an outline and had to rearrange and reconceive. We also, this book is actually um, 
a new edition of a book that we wrote five years ago that was called Putting Your Passion into Print. And um, the reason that we did a new edition so quickly after the first book was that everything in publishing has changed so radically. In five years, yes, absolutely. It's upside down. Our publisher asked us to do a new edition. We said, sure, it'll be about 15% different. And sure enough, it was 60% different. (laughs) And and we also got the chance to reorganize the material that was already in there with a fresh eye after five years and all that kind of stuff, which is a privilege that a lot of writers don't get to have. So that was a very interesting process as well. I also want to give a shout-out to our publisher, Workman, because... They're good, aren't they're they? They're amazing. Oh. Yeah. oh, my gosh. I'm I'm the author of 12 books with all different kinds of publishers now, and I have never had anyone to work with who was so smart and diligent. They copy-edited this book three different times and by a brilliant copy-editor. I never knew that a copy edit could actually reveal so much about your manuscript. It was an astonishing process. They made the book so much better, and that's incredibly unusual in the modern day of publishing. Well, also, it strikes me that in the process of getting this book published, getting your book published, it probably helped your guide to getting everybody else's books published. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) No question about it, yes. It's kind of a a bootstrapping process. Now, uh, one of the things I think that's really different today and, and that I wanted to talk about is the, you know, the fact that the Internet has not completely destroyed reading, but in many ways it seems to be beginning to maybe be helping it in, in a couple of very distinct ways. One way is that it, you can use the Internet to publicize your book in very effectively and at a very low cost. Well, we think that it's the greatest time in history to be a writer because there's so many different ways of getting published. And as you say, there's so many different ways of letting people know about your mm-hmm. book. Um, it used to be, you know, 10 years ago, only a very few select people, a number of people, actually got to get their books published. Nowadays, I mean, you can put up a file and have an ebook in like 10 minutes. And people now are reaping enormous benefits from being, having their ebooks published. People are getting six figure deals, they're making a giant amount of money uh, putting their ebooks up uh, for sale. And of course, as you say, publicizing. Um, your book and letting people know about it, collecting a tribe of people who are fascinated in what you're fascinated by. That's really a remarkable revolution. And, and tell us a little bit about the publishing world. You're both very close to the, you know, the New York hardcover publishers. You've, you've had books published by these people. Um, give, you, give us your read on how your book helps us get closer to their world and how their world is being affected by the things that you write about in your book. Sure. So to start out with, I think one of the things that our book does is lays out the options that are available to you that include New York publishing, but also say, is that really right for you? There used to be the automatic assumption that you had to go there. And what we're seeing is, I'm not, I'm not just talking about people who just put up a self-published book, they don't get it edited, et cetera. It's not going to be anything anyone wants to read. But we're seeing a lot of very, very successful people deciding to either go it alone, work with a small publisher, but you know, create their own publicity and marketing plans to not rely on New York publishing. Now, that said, there are certain cases where 
you have a book that's perfect for Random House or HarperCollins, and we step-by-step show how you can, you know, break down um, the gates to get there. Uh, And in terms of how all this is affecting big publishing is if lots of great people are choosing not to go as big publishers, and if big publishers are not evolving to use um, all of the wonderful things that are now available to us, that's going to be very problematic for the big publishers, and we're seeing that left and right. And it's kind of, um, you know, uh, an an ice age scenario. Some Mm. of these dinosaurs are going to evolve into birds, and others are going to die. (laughs) Now, uh, one of the things that that we've seen a lot more, I think it's really interesting, is the phenomenon of uh, book trailers. I remember, God, how many years ago, a guy named John Courtney Grimwood. That was the very first book trailer I saw for one of his three books. He's a U.K. author for one of his three books. I think they were only published in the U.K. or maybe until recently uh, for Pashizad. And he was very simple. He just had a little music playing and titles kind of, you know, giving a little bit of the blurb of the books. But it was really, really effective. And that's a, a big business now, isn't it? Yeah, there's companies sprouting up every day that – uh, claim to help you make a, a book video trailer. Some of them are great, as in any business, and some of them are terrible. But um, we just put together our uh, video trailer as well, and uh, it, it was really fun to do, actually. And, and what's fascinating is you can... We have a friend who um, did a, a very fancy book trailer. He spent a lot of money, and it just didn't work for his book. And then he took like a handheld, like his, his phone... And he went down to the BART here in the Bay Area and made another trailer that was very raw and, and cost him nothing. cost him like $100. He paid someone to help him edit it or something. And that trailer ended up being so much more effective and speaking because it reflected what his book is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a huge mistake for writers to make these opuses with their video trailers if they don't reflect what exactly the book is. Um, you don't want to spend a lot of money if you're an author, uh, unless you have a lot of money, um, it, to make something that uh, you know is all shiny and sparkly and doesn't quite sell your book, doesn't quite make a reader go, wow, I can't wait to read that book. Well, one of the things, too, that I really like about your book is uh, the, uh, the density of information, that the way you give us just enough, not too much, and... and I'd like you to to talk about that stuff, how how you as as writers yourselves approached writing about getting people to to sell their books, and this is very uh, um, Escher Escher like process. <laughs> well, one of the the nice things about um, the different positions that David and I had in the world of publishing is that I was a literary agent, so I was working with tons of writers, and David was a writer. So we had different points of view on the process. Mm -hmm. So my point of view was uh, looking from the inside out, and David was looking from the outside in. So we were able to expose both parts of the process um, in writing so that someone could understand, you know, why why am I getting just one, um, you know, one rejection after another that says, thanks for your manuscript, goodbye, and no information whatsoever. So I could shed light on that uh, as an agent, and David could shed light on the feeling 
Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> not a feeling. No, it's terrible. So that we we also have that kind of dual um, perspective going on. Now you guys are ho- have been hosting these events called Pitchapalooza, which it sounds like a great idea. How long have you been doing this, and when did you come up with this idea? It's we pretty- started maybe about uh, five years ago when mm-hmm. the first book came out. We did a couple of them. It actually started here in the Bay Area. We were at a party. And um, word got out at the party that there was a literary agent in the house. And I'm telling you, <laughs> writers flocked like moths to the flame. All, this is a party. It's like midnight. People are drunk, and they're pitching their books to Ariel. And I, I had that light bulb moment, like, oh, we should do an event where people get to pitch their books. Because there's so many writers who have fantastic ideas. They just don't, have, they don't know anybody in the publishing business. They don't have oh, an access to get into that machine. Uh, and I thought, if we had an event where people get one minute to pitch their book, uh, and then a panel, like American Idol, uh, gets to tell them how to make their book better. We, we're very, we're, we're like American Idol without the Simon. No one, we're not mean to anybody. We don't ask them who dressed them before they came out of the house today. We are... The writers aren't known for their dresses. No, they're, and they're not. No, absolutely. Or their haircuts. Uh, our, our goal in this is to try to make people's pitch better and ultimately to try to help these people get their books published. And in the last um, month, we have helped three of our Pitchapalooza participants get book deals with really great publishers, and we're very excited about that. Talk about how Pitchapalooza works when you... And how many of these are you doing uh, as you tour for this book? Is one for every bookstore? Uh, well, we... Workman sent us out uh, uh, to about 25 uh, bookstores and festivals to begin with um, at the beginning of this year and the end of last year. And now we're pretty much doing this on our own. Uh, We hunt out bookstores that are great at doing events. And those are the bookstores. Everyone says bookstores are dying. We don't see that. We've been to 300 bookstores uh, in the last year in America. And there are certain bookstores that have evolved and they've made themselves the center of an intellectual community uh, around where they're located. So, for example, in Santa Cruz, uh, the bookshop, we, we read about them, we heard about them, and they were so, when, when I called them up, they were so uh, open and receptive to us. Um, so in the Bay Area, we'll be doing uh, a Green Apple Bookstore in San Francisco, and Book Passage in, in Corte Madera, Book Sync in Berkeley. So the, really, the bookstores that actually know how to put on events and know how to reach the writers in their community. Uh, and we've done these literally, you know, from Miami to Portland, Oregon, New York City to L.A. Um, and what's amazing is it's like a, a little uh, microcosm of America. We get all different kinds of people coming to pitch, octogenarians and goth teenagers and soccer moms and doctors and homeless people. And we hear some of the most amazing stories. It's, it's, uh, it's quite an event. And... and- these days, one of the things that um, interests me, too, that you talk about, that self-publication, which used to have kind of a stigmata yeah, against yeah. it, it's, that's really uh, going the way of the dinosaurs, along with some of the publishers. Do you mean um, like vanity publishers? Uh, no, no. I mean self-publication, whether on the Internet or by uh, Amazon Instant Print. I mean there's a lot of ways you oh, can— Oh, yes. No, I mean that. that is— uh, it, it, I mean, it's just unbelievable 
the numbers that are being published via self-publishing and print-on-demand and e-books and all this sort of thing. And, you know, David was saying it's the greatest time in the world to be a writer, and that is true. We believe that, but it's also the hardest time to get heard. Mm. So what happens is when, when there are so many people publishing without um, the filter of larger publishers, then you've you got to break through all the noise. And uh, that, that's something, that's a really big part of our book, mm-hmm. no matter who you publish with, is, is how to get yourself seen and heard. And, and uh, the Internet makes that a lot easier and a lot less costly. Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of your promoting and marketing with really bad hair in your bathrobe from your living room, which is <laughs> a fantastic thing, I hey, think. the same way you wrote the book. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> I've been speaking with Ariel Eckstutt and David Henry Sterry. They'll be hosting Pitch a Palooza on Thursday, July 21st at Bookshop Santa Cruz at 7.30 p.m. Their new book is The Essential Guide to Getting Your Book Published. If you want to write a book, if you think you can write a book, if you're even interested in reading books. This is the Swiss Army knife of book writing for you. Thank you for joining me, Ariel and David. Thanks so much for having us. It was really fun. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.